Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And here's a headline from the Daily Mail. Exclusive, colon, Meghan and Harry's new home sits behind a spooky estate once owned by the schizophrenic son of the inventor of the mechanical reaper who developed a foot fetish carrying his slippers in his arms as if they were live pets. I kind of like don't want to know what's behind this. I just want it to live <laughs> as a headline that like I actually don't know the history behind but it's not even their house. It's a house that's it's not next their house, to their house. Which is why this is not a story. I was like, they're living in that house, and then you realize it's behind the house. But even the if they were the living in that house, it's not a story. <laughs> I mean, really, not really a story. It's a funny lineage of like, it's funny house lineage, I guess. Oh, you know, we used to like, that's something that I could see Megan being like. Funny house lineage. A funny, ho funny house lineage. Like, oh, well, you know who used to live here? Like, that's a story. But the fact that they live behind it kind of means nothing. And in all the photos of this Daily Mail story, it's like just photos of Harry and Meghan's house. I'm more interested in this guy. Also, if you don't think that like if you don't think that like at least 80 percent of the houses that cost over certain millions, millions of dollars were owned by people like this at some point, you don't know your house lineage because... You know, you've never heard of Howard Hughes or like you've never seen Citizen Kane. Exactly. Like it's like one in three, you know, in terms of if your house is worth over X, X, X million dollars, you know, you're telling me one of the richest people in the country at some point in time built a house where they did some freaky shit like, <laughs> right. wow, wow, I'm shocked. 
Harry and Meghan's mansion was built in 2003. No history. The, There's um, always time the to make some. schizophrenic son of the inventor of the mechanical reaper who developed a foot fetish and carried his slippers in his arms as if they were live pets was built in 19... 19- Right. This uh, at some point, these convenient bullet points go right from that to the Sussex home features nine bedrooms and sixteen bathrooms, along with games room, gym, tennis courts, and the house and tea house. And it's like, okay, we've moved on. I guess there's just no connection. It's just like it's next door or the nearby. Media is they are trying to make them. I mean, in a way, it's it's an effort to to shame them because I think the main thing the Daily Mail wants to do, or a lot of the British press wants to do, is like shame them over how much money they spent on this house in America of all places. And it's I mean, like I think they just want to bring up the house repeatedly so they can repeat the same mm-hmm. information. It doesn't matter right. what the headline is. It's just as long as we get back to the point that Harry and Meghan bought a house in Santa Barbara or whatever. Mm. So don't be rude to this dead person who clearly had some issues. That's very rude. Okay, what else is breaking news? What else? Are, oh, you know what? We know what's broke? We know what broke? Leah Michelle's water. It broke. And she gave birth to the baby, the bebe, finally, with Sandy Reich. Are we happy for them, I guess? Of course we're happy for them. <laughs> New life. Of course we're happy New for life. them. It's a baby. It's very good. Good for them. She gave she gave birth to her son. Ever Leo. Ever Leo. Ever? Like the first name is Ever? Yes, like Ever After. Oh, there it is. There it is. Like Happily Ever Leo. I thought you were saying Everly O, as in the initial O, but it's Ever Leo. And it was a people exclusive. That's mm-hmm. what I expected. Okay. Ever Leo. That's all we have to say about Ever Leo. Um, we can talk about Massimo and Lori, who got sentenced Friday afternoon after we recorded. Do you have any regrets? In a virtual hearing Friday, actress Lori Lachlan got emotional as a judge sentenced her to two months in prison for her role in the college admission scandal. They avoided the crush of cameras at court by appearing via Zoom amid the pandemic. But actress Lori Lachlan and husband Massimo Giannulli could not steer clear of prison. Judgment Day for actress Lori Loughlin and her fashion mogul husband. The couple agreeing to plead guilty in that college admissions cheating scandal. Now they're set to learn their sentencing fate in just a few hours. Lori Loughlin is headed to prison. The actress was sentenced today. Now the big question becomes, will Hollywood welcome her back after lockup? Michelle Turner has the story. Massimo got five months in the slammer. Lori got two months in the slammer. We talked about on the Patreon episode about how we expected them to not spend a lot of time. We already got a call from a lawyer on the Patreon line that was like, actually, you know, I wouldn't be so dead set on that. Like they might that that might actually be the amount of time that they serve. I mean, but we've seen examples of this before. We saw Felicity Huffman. We saw we've seen other people receive that treatment, especially mm-hmm. rich people, especially white people. You know, I'm not like I mean, I'm sure the the lawyer can speak for many cases, but I feel like this that's pretty much what's going to happen here. The judge's statement is the best part of this, which is the judge said, we can only hope you will spend the rest of your charmed life as you've said you will, making amends to the system you've harmed. Well, part of this, part of this, I think what Lori wanted to avoid is having to give like a heartfelt apology statement, which I think is probably not quite honest. You know, she had Mm -hmm. to give this like whole plea because when you're, you know, before you're sentenced, you have to like, you know, say like, oh, don't give me too much, like, and say, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I kind of get a sense that even though she's an actress, I you know, whatever, like she like if they were fighting this for this long, they were wasting so much money in legal fees to because they genuinely don't believe that they did anything wrong here. 
right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think they get it now. On many levels, it's like, it's fucked up in general, whatever. The whole whole thing, having to go, like, jail is fucked up in general. The prison system is fucked up in general. But wasn't there just a story about a black woman who's who, like, was sentenced to jail time for, like, her kid not doing her homework or something? Yes. Like yeah. It was, like, truancy or something. Right. Like, truly insane. Just, like, such a, so truly insane. And, like, you know... The atten- the obviously like the we're paying attention to this because it's Lori Lachlan or whatever, but like it just it's just crazy to me that this story took so long to end because they dragged it out and it had probably had the Streisand effect of working against them, meaning giving it more attention. You know, like did you see that it just came out that like uh, Olivia Jade the the daughter she probably knew about it like the whole thing was like under the premise that she didn't know what was going on like she, and now it's like oh she definitely and now it's like it. oh she's definitely like cc'd on half of these emails and ter- like with her mother and whoever like talking about the quote-unquote plan she was fully a part of this whole thing uh when the daughter jade asked whether she should list usc as her top choices is in emails the school uh lori lachlan replied yes but it might be a flag for the weasel to meddle quote the weasel is in reference to her guidance counselor who lachlan implored jade not to say too much about her application because the counselor was acting like a nosy bastard so like things like this are still coming out from this case and maybe if you hadn't have dragged it out so long could have been a little bit less messy, which is what interests me about it still at this point, yeah. right? Not like how many uh, months they got because it's irrelevant. And that line, I mean, to me, the way I interpret that line is that Olivia 100% knew what her parents were doing. And I think, yeah, the point is Lori and Massimo did this because they didn't have faith in their daughter being able to get into a good school on her own merit. So the implication is that Olivia Jade isn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but you got to be the dullest knife on the planet to not understand how you're getting into a good school when you are not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Like, Well, or, Olivia, just, li- or I, just a liar. <laughs> yeah. So it's like she must. She's savvy. She's a teen. She can tell what's going on. Like what like it's 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 like the what is the even the, the line? Like it's it's very hard to, to hide stuff from your children. They're in your household. They, they see what's going on. Like what's she's line? not an idiot. What's the line? Yeah, I mean, it just feels very dragged out mm-hmm. to me. But to- whatever. Now we have an ending. Yeah, we have an ending. We have an ending. They're also paying restitution of some hundred thousand or so dollars, each of them separate, and then community Jeez. service and some sort of like probationary thing. Yeah, like a two-year probationary thing. But they're she's paying one fifty. He's playing 250. He's doing a lot of community service. She's doing slightly less community service. Right. And you um, bet, I mean, she's got that memoir deal, like just waiting oh God, for her when she when she's ready to have someone else write it for her, is my guess. So you know she's she, you know that'll what call happen. It? What? From full house to big house. <laughs> oh God, no, that's terrible. That's good. That's something. From the full house to the big house. Yeah. I From mean Well, that would be the sub that would be the subtitle. Like Lori. Oh, it'd be like coming it'd be like the, finding myself or like <laughs> breaking free or like um like school uh school school ties or like school or like admit uh, something with like admission um, mm-hmm. admissions <gasps> admissions like she's admitting admissions admissions oh of course it's called admissions oh my god it's called god. admissions so it'd be admissions from school what did it, what was it from full house to the big house from full house to the big house and it's a full it's a full memoir and only maybe you know the final few chapters 
Like when Olivia turned fifteen, there's like the chapter where it turns from we, like a beautiful memoir of a billionaire. We realized like, that she couldn't when Olivia read or turned write. fifteen, we realized that she was flunking biology. Um, right. And she didn't know what an atom was and or chemistry like and and English <laughs> yeah. and oh god. And then we transition into all of this stuff, and then it ends with her getting out of prison. Never forget that Olivia was like, "I don't want to go to college. I'm already have my career, and it's YouTubing." <laughs> yeah. Like she was like, "I don't need college for this." And to be fair, you well, the, a lot of people don't need college, but like it was just funny that she was don't. like, "I don't need college. I've I have a YouTube career." You know. Well, that's the true. That's the truest irony of this: the fact that like the them torpedoing their college admissions scan, like their college admission scheme may have ruined the thing that was actually Olivia's passion slash like career opportunity. Exactly. You know? like, and if they that's... hadn't done that, she would have been perfectly like she didn't have to go to college at all. And mm-hmm. it, for for like they they were trying to get her into college for themselves, not for herself. She mm-hmm. didn't want to go to college. She already had an Amazon brand deal and didn't need to do that. You know, not that yeah. anyone needed to do anything. Again, this is already a wealthy family. It's like Olivia could have been doing like experimental film on YouTube with no. She could spawn. have bought another house. She could have bought another house next to the guy who invented the mechanical reaper. You oh. know, like <laughs> she could have bought the house next door to the house that and Harry now and she bought. never it would have been fine. will. <laughs> She'll be fine. I mean, I'm just wondering. I do. I guess this is over. The Massimo Lori story is over. I mean, yeah, they're going to go to prison. Yeah, we're going to get drone shots of them in the cell yard, the jail yard, like walking around their minimum security, like fantasy but i think the real next chapter or maybe the epilogue is how does olivia what happens with olivia start blogging again yeah because ultimately this was a story about her it's uh, true more so than it was about Lori and massimo and she was big enough where when this all happened people had kind of known who she was as a vlogger or at least not okay that's that's really over exaggerating. We had talked about her on the show i think that's fair to say right but she was already getting a modicum of attention as in this realm as a as an influencer outside of her mom's you know knowledge of her mom Mm -hmm. right i mean i think here's a test what are felicity huffman's children's names i have no fucking idea exactly i mean i think that that kind of says something it says something like they're gonna get they're gonna get through this and maybe go through life with a little more anonymity because their parents are like, Yep, we're sorry, we did something wrong. Send me to prison, sorry. Right. Can you remember what Teresa Judice's memoir was called? The one about prison. I read this. No. Turning the tables. Because <gasps> well, she, she turned the table. a table. Yeah, of course. Great name. From housewife to inmate and back again. And back again. And back again. Oh, wait, there's one more sorry, there's one more little note about this. The uh, a full house, full house resident, full house former resident, and <laughs> three named queen herself, Candace Cameron Bure. Also, people were wanting her to weigh in, and I think that's they want them all to weigh in on this. I mean, I think they're like everyone is desperate for everyone from the full house clan to give a comment on this, mm-hmm. and they've all been pretty mm-hmm. silent about it. But Candace, because she's a you know a Christian, I think they were like, oh, we can get her to make a little judgment, pass a little judgment on this, <laughs> 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 on her friend Lori or whatever, mm-hmm. on her. Uh-huh. TV Aunt Lori uh, and she responded to a comment that I feel like people read this as like support but I kind of read this as like ne- like ju- negative D- I read it as disappointment <laughs> 
So it's so someone wrote they should have four years each for the college kids that should have gotten in. Ugh. Okay, I don't agree with that. I don't think like more no. jail time is the answer for these two. Should they have to pay more restitution and set up a scholarship for kids who like to get into college? Totally. That's maybe a more creative idea for this very rich couple mm-hmm. to like give back to a community they're stealing. Yeah. They're Even essentially stealing spots from for like kids to get into college or whatever. Anyways, her response, Candace Cameron Bure responded to that woman with a sad face, just like a frown. And, and keep in mind, the person who wrote the comment was just a random, per- like a civilian, a non-famous a ran- civilian. Like, so Candace is in here. So that means Candace is in here reading all the comments. She's mm-hmm. reading. What was this under? This was under like some news brief, like an Us Weekly. This wasn't someone. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't on like Lori's. It was on a. It was on a no. news website's instagram on entertainment tonight's instagram on entertainment tonight's instagram which is funny in and of itself so candace cameron tonight is in here reading all the comments on the post that they made with this news and she's choosing to respond to this one with a sad face which can be read in many ways but i almost read as like i agree with you and it's sad or like yeah Mm. like Mm. that's how i read it that's how i read it too it does it's not in support because if she was being like fuck you, Lori, da, 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 da. Like she would have said that or I, like I'm just, it, to me, this doesn't, I don't know. This is a very confusing response. Mm-hmm. And the story I think you were thinking of was um, the woman who was in Ohio and she used, she lied about where she lived so that she could get her kids into a better school. And when, right. Like in Beverly Hills, 90210. Yeah. Yeah. And she got, and she got 30,000, a $30,000 fine, which for a normal person is insane. And three years in prison. That's fucking insane. So, I mean, but of course, that's also a tale as old as time. That's happened a million times. So Lori is in a way getting away with a lot of stuff. But Candace Cameron Bure being publicly disappointed. That's how I'm reading it. Otherwise, she's like angry at Julie. But I feel like if she were really. She would say like a, she would do a he who is without sin should cast the first stone, Julie. But I do think that's true. But I kind of think that Candace Cameron Bure is like behind the scenes chomping at the bit to be like holier than thou about her friend. Oh, yeah. I'm disappointed in my friend. Like, you know, privately, she's like so disappointed in her friend, Mm -hmm. Lori, who who gallivants about in her (laughs) in her when calls the heart Christian show. It's not a Christian show, but we're just let's say it's a Christian show like. Pr- not practicing what she family values show Candace family values never show. do that yeah anyways no. meanwhile i would pay cash money to see jody sweeten's close friends instagram stories oh, right now because you oh. know <laughs> because you know mary kate and ashley have not mentioned this at all they've done they don't even know what happened they're not they even aware ha- they that it went no down. no idea that right. this happened meanwhile jody's out here jody's out here on a group text with five of her closest friends sending out these outrageous little voice notes they communicate in voice notes, and Jody <laughs> sent one that just said, One month? Are you fucking kidding me? One month? <laughs> wow, we spent too much time talking about Lori and Massimo. Let's talk about how James Blunt had scurvy once, which is not all that interesting. It's like, not. Uh, this is one of those stories. It's like, um, it's like when you read throughout the year, every year, there's like some story where it's like, the bubonic plague is back. And it's like, mm, the, bu- the bubonic plague never really left. It just like pops up here and there, like in some places. It's like, it's not that it's back. It's just that these are attention But scurvy is not the bubonic plague. But like, scurvy, people get, people, a lot of people still get scurvy. Right. And one of the main reasons is just, it's just, 
it's not because of like lack Scurvy of isn't contagious yeah. either it's not no. it's a it's a nutrition deficiency Def- deficiency because yes. used Vitamin in sailors used to get it because they weren't yeah. they didn't have access to fresh fruit and vegetables to fresh oh my fruit. God. but i think scurvy sounds like to people and it would to me it sounds like it's one of those catchable things from like old times but it's not it's just a disease mm-hmm. that you can get like gout if you like eat too much or eat too little the point is that james blunt had scurvy and told a story about getting it in college on a podcast jesse wears podcast jesse which wears i didn't podcast. even know she had one but good for her and people wrote it up like james blunt has has scurvy or or Currently, once got yeah. scurvy and it was like wait he has scurvy now and it's like no he literally told a story about how he on this uh, on the engineering side there were 170 men and then only three girls um, and uh, and then on the uh, sociology side of things, there were 170 girls and only three boys, of which all the girls were vegetarians or vegans. And so at a principle, I decided I would become a carnivore. I just lived on mince, some chicken, um, maybe with some mayonnaise, a little bit of, uh, you know, and, and it took me about eight, six to eight weeks to get very, very unhealthy, see a doctor who then said, I think you've got the symptoms of scurvy. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, anyway, then you said you're, you're really lacking in vitamin C. So then I took it upon myself to just drink a litre oh, of orange juice every night. And then I immediately developed acid reflux. So <laughs> he was trying to, he was literally trying to like impress women. He was like, and oh, you're a vegan. I'm only going to eat meat. And then he like gave himself a nutritional Yeah, like I'm a real man. I'm a real man. I'm only going to eat meat. And then he got sick. And you get like bloody gums and stuff. It's disgusting. Ew. Chicken and mayonnaise. He probably made a chicken salad. Chicken salad. <laughs> this is like my dream. Diet. I know. In a way, it's my dream. Yeah. Chicken salad. I don't know how you live without fiber. Like even scurvy aside, how are you getting through the day without a healthy dose of fiber in your diet? Like, come on, James Blake. Blunt. <laughs> James Blunt. James Blake's someone else, but he didn't have scurvy. Maybe. Maybe he did. Yeah. This is this is your beautiful James Blunt. <laughs> Not Jamila Jamil's boyfriend, James Blake. That's true. Mm-hmm. There are they are different Jameses. Oh, do we well the thing well the also the thing about scurvy is all those a little those a lot of those trendy diets call for not eating many fruits and vegetables and eating a lot of meat. And so a lot of people get scurvy these days. The only reason this is funny is because he did it as a gag and then got then got the symptoms of scurvy and was like, wow, joke's on me. I have scurvy. The other thing that's funny is that we think so little about and of James, well, not of James Blunt. We think so <clears throat> infrequently about James Blunt, that whenever the stories were happening, like James Blunt tells story about having scurvy, like all of us were ready to believe that he currently has scurvy or recently had scurvy because we think we don't know. So it's like believable to see a headline that's like James Blunt has scurvy when really it's misreporting and he had scurvy when he was 19 years old. And I can't name another James Blunt song. I can name You're Beautiful, that's it. I've been addicted to you. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. Speaking of Jameses, there's James Charles, who had a minor feud with Lauren Conrad. Reading it was sort of funny, but when I actually watched the video of him on his Instagram stories, it I was almost on his team. I hate to be on James Charles James Charles's team. Well, it's also funny because Lauren Conrad never speaks. She's like, right. she famously like doesn't, she like flies above the fray. And trust me, there's mm-hmm. plenty of fray around her that like <laughs> compels her to, sp- I mean, she's got like Spencer Pratt like reaching towards her. She's got like mm-hmm. Kirsten Cavallari like reaching towards her. I think she like 
Lauren Conrad could be amongst a lot of fray, but somehow, and I mean this, I mean this respectfully, she does her own thing. She has her own brand. She does like, she flies like kind of like above that somehow and still manages to get like the, the feedback of being on that show, but doesn't have to actually engage with any of the, she didn't have to go on the reboot. She didn't have to acknowledge it really. She didn't have to. No. Like she's she's, focused on laurenconrad.com. She's focused on her brand. Like, as much as I, like, clown on Lauren Conrad, like, I feel like she did a good job separating herself from that, but still getting the, like, draft of, like, people associating her with it, with the Laguna Beach and Hills stuff, you know? Yes. And so she is launching, as part of her new Lauren Conrad Co., which, you know, has, like, clothes and it has books and it has, like, home goods. Yeah, exactly. And it has, like, you know, here's how to dress like me here's how to decorate like me whatever here's how to do makeup like me so she released a beauty line because you are not a famous person unless you release a beauty line these days and they sent out all these pr packages to influencers i'm assuming because james charles got one and james charles went on his instagram and it was written up as james charles bashes lauren conrad's makeup line on his on his instagram stories then he apologizes for it whatever um i just opened a pr package from a new makeup brand from somebody who has no business having a makeup brand and i just wanted to show you guys um some of these products okay this is the liquid highlighter that i just opened up notice anything weird about it there's no highlighter in there nor is there a cap and it's not even sealed like i actually just received this this piece of plastic in a PR box. And James Charles like famously does stuff like this and then apologize for that. And usually, and usually yeah. he <laughs> is in the wrong, but I do think it really is funny that you sent an on that whoever, whoever made this like little mess up sent James Charles empty makeup, empty makeup <laughs> because like, come on, and you're like he, asking for it. <laughs> and he, I mean, to his credit, I hate giving him credit, but to his credit, he doesn't name her. He covers up. I wouldn't have even, I would have been like, ooh, I wonder what brand this is. But there were really no identifying marks on these pieces of makeup. It's like eyeliner and something else. And he's like, look at this. This is what they sent me, this PR company. And it's an empty thing of eyeliner. Then it's like, look at this. And it's an empty thing of another makeup. Like, it's just like the vessels for the makeup before they've been sent to <laughs> like, of the funny. plant to fill up. <laughs> it's kind and so of it's funny. actually very funny. And he's and he's complaining about well, the fact that Well, like, he says, I mean, he adds in his own flavor of insulting, which he's like, this is a celebrity's line. Stop making lines when it's like you also review celebrities makeup lines and you make money off of it because you put them on your youtube and you get ad money like it's crazy for him to be like oh celebrities stop making makeup lines it's like what do you come on what ecosystem do you think that you currently exist in yeah but lauren's explanation is actually extremely funny so he did this without naming names he got her to comment which is shocking right so people put together the put the pieces together pretty quickly and they were like lol clowning on lauren conrad for sending empty samples to josh charles and then james James. charles and james (laughs) charles um complained about it so lauren went on instagram and wrote out her explanation which says for those asking about the empty components sent to James, let me tell you a funny story. To be fair, it's a funny story. The woman who put together the gifts, it was me, decided <laughs> to fill a makeup bag full of empty samples to make sure everything would fit inside. When beauty products arrived and it was time to fill all the makeup bags, she, again, me, accidentally included the bag full of empties with the others and it was sent out. That's funny. She will be let go immediately. Um, she's again talking about herself. That's funny and also entirely believable. Yeah, that's so funny. I, that makes perfect sense and honestly if he had if he had phrased his 
criticism and reviewed differently. It could have been a funny moment between them, but instead he tinged it with, why does this celebrity have a makeup line? Like, Mm -hmm. that's the... Which you are a celebrity with a makeup line. But that's like the nastiness that made it kind of like uh, adversary... Adversary, adversary, adver- adversarial, adversarial. Thank you. Okay. Uh, versus being like a cutie little moment, James Tr- like that he fumbled the ball on that one. He- and then he apologized to her, and then they talked on the phone, and they kissed and made up, and everything is fine. Right. He said, "Oh, I was upset with other things, not her. I was just upset that day." He's number one. He's absolutely going to review them on his Instagram at least. Maybe well, he won't make yet. a video. Now it can be a whole thing. Of course, like, to be working in this like quote unquote industry and not realize that like this type of thing that happens to you is an is an open door to like three easy videos. Like uh, that just feels like such a mistake to not see this as like oh what a funny story that now I can like make content off of and still get and then get mad and have to apologize twice. Like get out of here. Like learn your lesson. Never waste an opportunity to reconcile. Yeah, you can plot out like the the next the coming weeks in these two the these two's personal relationship. One thing to have a feud, which we love a feud, but we love people making up even more. Right. So Meanwhile the James Charles like bandwagon grows because he has received a lot of like the bad reputation that he kind of received because of all this back and forth with Jeffree Star and da 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 uh Shane what's his face Dawson. and da da Dawson. It kind of all revealed itself to be that they were kind of like bullying up on him. Or ganging up on mm-hmm. him again who knows the truth truth but like that he was kind of at the end like they were gunning for him in a way because he was the most quote-unquote successful or something like that you can twerk while in a split you're rocking up them tips your body rocking your booty popping up right call you my bitch there's gonna be a new versus battle well i was gonna say don't you think brandy and monica are both thems though that we're not really allowed to talk about this i think they are both thems yeah they're both thems I really just wanted an excuse to talk about the cover art because they have <laughs> dueling cover arts. But you're right. They're thems. Well, actually, this is a conversation that could be because the Monica, ver- Monica, Brandy, Brandy, Monica thing is a who them com- controversy. It's like, is it Brandy and Monica or Monica and Brandy? I, In my mind, it's Brandy and Monica, unfortunately, because of the alphabet, but also because of that's like the boy is mine, Brandy and Monica. Mm-hmm. I agree. And while they're both thems, Brandy is themier. And also the thing about that song is that it was on both of their albums. Like it wasn't just on Brandy's album. It wasn't just on Monica's album. Like they each had ownership over this song. It doesn't help that the song is like a a fight because then it puts them Mm -hmm. in a fake fight, even though they never were in a fight. And it's a song. You know what I mean? So like then it's always like their narrative. Yeah. Like the narrative is that they're in a fight and also never forget that MacBook. Like then when they try to revitalize it and like have the fake fight again, it was a flop. So then we're still on the first fight. Boy, it's mine. Although, do you think in the verses they'll play that map book? I really, I mean, I'm going to watch it. The weird thing about verses, though, which is, I think, a, a, it's an Instagram them. It's a them. I don't know that, like, people at the public at large knows about versus because it is so like you got to be online just to know about it i think um, it's them i think it blew up big enough to be a them i think this the the what's fun about versus is that it's truly even though yeah it's like okay we're gonna we have our lineup here's our calendar of you know versus battles that we're going to have each one is truly unique which is kind of fun like you kind of 
they they adjust sort of the format of everything based on the artists who are performing. So it's like, you kind of don't know what to expect. Like, how much are they actually going to sing? What are they just going to play? Like, sometimes they just play a song. Sometimes they sing along to the song. It's like the, did you watch the John Legend and Alicia Keys one? They played the piano for a lot of it. And they were right next to each other, you know? Did you watch the Eric Abadu Jill Scott one? I didn't it's watch like that they one. No. the joke was that they like loved each other too much. It wasn't a verse. Yeah. Like they were just like, You're amazing, no, you're amazing, you're amazing. It's like, yeah, well, you know, like they have love for each other. So people were like well, laughing that's... at that. And now it's funny because it says live from Tyler Perry Studios, the only place in town that's actually able to film anything. So it's just funny to me that now they're yeah. gonna now they're like in the same room. So like the the vibe is very different uh and the the idea of it being versus is kind of i think less so it's more just like let's play our biggest hits and talk about them or whatever yeah and i think that you're right you're right there themmy but it is funny so on brandy's instagram she has uh some cover art for some key art for this some promotional art and it's brandy and monica versus and it's her face then monica's face but then monica's instagram she has her own key art that is monica versus brandy and it's monica's face first and then brandy's face yeah um which is funny it's good to know and brandy just released an album so this is promo for brandy's new album she's on the cover of people magazine which i laughed at so much because people were saying on twitter like (laughs) it was like it was (laughs) This is like proof that you've never read, you don't read People Magazine. Not that it's a brag mm-hmm. that you, that I read People Magazine. It's not a brag. It's actually embarrassing. But the point is, is that uh, in th- the, it had a whole Brandy cover story, an exclusive Brandy cover story, right? And then in the top, one of the side stories was like, first interview with Joe Biden and Kamala and, Harris. And, and Kamala Harris. And yeah. it was like, ex- first interview. And somebody put the cover and was like, if, you, if, you, if the first interview with like the future president and vice president like is not big enough to be the cover story, like who are you kidding? And I was like, oh honey, you've never read people. Like it's not, <laughs> like it just wouldn't be. And also they clearly didn't get the first exclusive interview. It's just like- It is, an like I read it and it is an interview. It's just like I- it's not a fake interview like maybe an Us Weekly or an In Touch would do, but it's just like I'm still, it's still strange to me. I'm like, when was this done? Was this interview conducted before? No, 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 she gets it. No, you can cut that. It is an exclusive interview. It's just like the timing is very strange. Like I still find it very hard to believe that it was the first one. But don't you feel like it's a symptom of not really reading People Magazine to be mad about Brandy Brandy getting the cover key art over or like the cover story over those two, you know? It's just it's just the way that magazines work. Like (laughs) this Brandy, this Brandy cover was planned months ago, you know? So Can you imagine if they bumped her? She'd be so mad. (laughs) She'd be so mad. How dare you bump me? And also if I no offense, like To who? To Joe and Kamala, but like if there's a People magazine and it's Brandy, what really happened to me and it's her face, and then there's a People magazine and it's like Kamala and Joe and it's like the first interview, I'm buying the Brandy one. <laughs> like they right. know it's all marketing right. at the end of the day. Right, right, right. They know you got to get. Yeah. Brandy's got to be. Yeah. So I just thought that was funny because I was like, no, no, no. Like, that's not how People Magazine works. Like, clearly, you've never read People Magazine before, you know. Also, People Magazine is like the biggest hodgepodge of stories in the universe. Like, it'll be Brandy on one page, Kamala and Joe on the next, and then some like child with there was there was one story on people recently where it was like a woman had both of her eyes gouged out no, and then she had stop. them replaced with these like fake eyes and i was like okay a extremely traumatic and violent 
You love a true story. story. You love a true crime but a, people story. A true story, story with, an, with a happy ending. But it was like the most disgusting possible true crime story. Also, Matt, Monica has a lot of drama going on too right now. This is Brandy got the people story. Brandy's got the Brandy's got the album out. And then Monica's dealing a lot with, she's like dealing with the incarceration of Sea Murder, who's like, who's Master P's brother who's in jail who's been in jail for a mm-hmm. while and she got Kim Kardashian on board to try and get him out of jail which like laugh all you want Kim Kardashian is getting people out of jail like she is somehow able to get people out of jail at this point so Monica and C murder are who's master again Master P's brother working together to get this guy out of jail who's Monica's close friend and maybe romantic interest again I was reading a lot about it and like couldn't really tell whether they were like together or not so that's like what Monica's up to. And you're right. Them at Tyler Perry Studios is a big deal because, as we all know, as you said, Tyler Perry Studios is like the only open place in town where you can shoot stuff. And not only shoot stuff, but shoot stuff quickly and efficiently. Because as we all know, not only did Tyler Perry's studios shoot a full season of one of his many, many shows during lockdown, he shot it in 10 days he shot a full he shot a full season of the show the oval in 10 days let's see the quality of this show that he shot in 10 days before we uh, are so amazed by its you know well the show is sort of like famously bad i think this is this is like the second or third season and people oh. don't really like it like it's like it's but it's still a show it's still, it's a, still show. a show it's still a show he did it. That's skill. Yeah, people are clamoring to get into Tyler Perry Studios at this point. Like, let yeah. us in style, you know? But it's a soap opera, so of course it's like quick to write, quick to shoot. That's what right. soap operas do. Yeah. yeah and then that book. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because uh, I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking. And it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air. And when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I was in Florida this past weekend and guess what was... The talk of the town. Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? 
How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not crop. Yeah. So it'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone just be photo a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly. With it. comments and everything. It'll just be on. <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes. So it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No. But do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. Can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You got to be careful. Photos. You got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it. But you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura frames it. are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So Ellen's DJ. We can talk about this. Ellen is a them. This guy, Stephen Twitch boss. Well, his... Twitch isn't his real name. It's his nickname. It's like his, you know... Stephen Boss. Artist name. In parentheses, Stephen Twitch. He was the DJ on, on Ellen, and he's been in the DJ on Ellen for like six years. He finally started talking about all the allegations about the Ellen, and then the allegations about the people who work for Ellen. And yet again, it's basically a lot of words with, that aren't really substantial. It's just like he's saying a lot of words without really saying anything. We can't speak too much legally about it, but I'll say this. There's been love. Well, that's the funny thing is that when all this Ellen stuff broke, everyone was like, well, what about this person that works with her? What about this person? Everybody who worked with Ellen in some level got like, like they wanted to talk to them. And Twitch, who's like kind of a sidekicky character on the Ellen Mm -hmm. show and has been for some time, was one of those people that people were curious about. And the question was, would he throw Ellen under the bus or whatever? Or would he support... The answer is no, not no. really. Or like, and he'd be, re- and would he be rewarded for that and behavior? Even the rest which of the was yes, yeah. is obviously yeah. there's some things to address. But from my standpoint, and from countless others, there's been love. I'll just leave it at that until there's a time when we can address more publicly. There's been love, and there will continue to be love. That's nothing. That's not saying anything. And then on August 17th, which was just a few days ago, Ellen DeGeneres named Twitch co-executive producer of her daytime talk show, which like, <laughs> which if if there's a more direct uh, thank you for your vague statement, like, then that's what it is. That's, lo- you know, she rewarded his loyalty that he shut that's up. That's really what it seems like, right? I mean, it, like, it I, seems for me, like... it couldn't be any more obvious. <laughs> Could I make it? A- he was a boy. She was a girl. <laughs> He said there was love and she was Ellen DeGeneres. Could I make it any more obvious? Right. That's it. It's just, it's funny that this keeps going and it it really does show that like any rumors of this show being canceled are completely unfounded. Like these people are going to power through this until they're back on the air. Like they will not give up. These people will not give up. 
Well, then I thought it was funny because then on August 22nd, a few days later, we have an Us Weekly exclusive Stephen Twitch boss and Allison Holker admit quarantine has 100% tested their marriage, which was funny because this is like a new version of the like broke up, got together, had got pregnant because of quarantine. It's the just like the new generation of it, which is just like we want to we we're going to talk real about our relationship and like go and like get press through that in a way. So these two are trying to promote something and let me reveal and what the reveal is, is what they're trying to promote. So it says, keeping it real, Stephen, Twitch boss and Alison Hilker admitted that their marriage has 100 percent been put to the test while in quarantine together. Quote, I think where we really luck out being together is that we actually like each other as well. Allison, 32, told us weekly exclusively on August 11th while promoting, here we go, Pampers Cruisers 360 Fits hashtag 360 <laughs> Stretch Challenge. I know that you guys are dancing your way through quarantine as well, and I know that you've teamed up with Pampers to do so. So tell me all about that. So honestly, everyone that knows us knows that dance is a huge part of who we are individually as a couple, but also for our family. Yeah. So Pampers wanted to do a challenge that really put the diapers to the test with a 360 Stretch Challenge, yep. right? Which for us made so much sense. So teaming up with them was like really honestly like a no brainer because if anyone's gonna put the diapers to the test it's going to be us. Yeah. That's great. Diapers. And But the thing about, I think Ellen, and it's one thing, so like Ellen shows good favor by this person who's worked on her staff for a long time. She promotes him to executive producer. But I think one of the reasons that his, his marriage to Allison Holker is I think one of the reasons that she's probably being so nice to him. Not not only because I mean he's I'm sure he's good at his job, he's the DJ, whatever. But like this guy gets a ton of us weekly level coverage. He's not he is a who, so is Alison Holker. She's a, a so you think you didn't can dance person. Like that's how she got famous. She's a dancer who was on So You Think You Can Dance. And their relationship is covered like crazy on Us Weekly. They get exclusive wedding photos they talk about their baby plans they talk 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 to us weekly all the time that's why they're giving them this exclusive about their like marriage being tested in quarantine so like ellen knows that this guy is of an outward like public facing member of her staff if not the most public facing member of her staff and like she needs to keep in good favor with him if she's going to keep this show on the air. Talk about the audiences. It's like, so you think you could dance? Ellen, we're talking about like, we're talking about him making the decision. Oh, am I going to uh, put my faith in the fact that I'm going to go, that the Ellen ship is not going to go fully down or that like, that'll be worth it for me to stand by her or something. You know what I mean? It was probably very easy for him to make the case that like, look, you give me a, a good promotion or I quit and that makes you look bad. Le- right. or, or something <laughs> right you know right. when she was like okay i'm giving you a promotion like he had right. so much leverage here he people right. really like him they like his wife right but one thing that i didn't realize it was them because this show really just seems very cursed for many many reasons and i knew it existed but i try not to think about it they're the hosts of that fairy tale wedding show the disney oh, fairy no. tale wedding show oh that's so yeah. cursed same audience yeah. Imagine getting married at the most magical place on earth. These couples are about to do just that. Join our hosts. I'm Twitch. And I'm Mrs. Twitch, but you can call me Allison. For a Mary Poppins Returns wedding that's practically perfect in every way. Featuring Lin-Manuel Miranda. Hello, hello. That show. I've never watched that show. I, I cannot bring myself to watch that show. I won't well, do that. I won't do aside it. Aside from continuing to work on their marriage throughout quarantine, the couple have teamed up with Pampers Cruisers 360 Fit for its 360 <laughs> stretch challenge. The challenge aims at challenge challenging parents to see how the diaper succeeds in keeping up with little one's movement. What does that mean? Like, 
challenge the parents to like having kids shit in their diapers or something. Well, <laughs> shit in their diapers, but also like crawl around and then make sure the shit doesn't fall out. Of the diaper. Is that what that... Yeah. Well, that is the diaper like the stays seal? on. Right. So I guess it's more like the diaper stays on when the kid crawls around. Not like that the shit stays in the diaper or whatever. Yeah. I don't really know. Sorry. Whatever. Not Fine. the person to ask about diaper technology. I use a tape from the diaper. I'll tape it up. I'm an architect for Christ's sakes. I build 50-story skyscrapers. I assemble cities of the future. I can certainly put together a goddamn diaper. Lindsay, we have an update. P-E-N-A-N-A. What will these two do today? Coffee, blocks, daily tasks. Only sometimes wearing masks. B-O-N-A-N-Z-A. It go and a divorcee. They're sharing shirts and sharing laughs while others share their photographs. P-E-N-A-N-A. Let's update their dossier. Oh, well, thank God they're back. I was worried about them. Honest, uh, Armas defund the police updates disappeared from Twitter. And as it turns out, they disappeared themselves. We thought that they had been disappeared and they came back and they wrote a statement that they were taking a break. I can read it. I can read some of it. Mm-hmm. The past few months have been a whirlwind ever since I applied a tone of constructive criticism to posts of candid photographs. The tone was that so I can take control of a narrative, though it is not mine to begin with, and make people know that as an Ana de Armas fan, I was aware that she should not have allowed herself to be portrayed by the paparazzi in unfavorable light during our current moment in time. Furthermore, this tone was also used to highlight the inaction of our platform for social causes that need attention. There's never been a more been malicious or harmful intent with my account. I was just trying to get my frustration out there that my idol could improve or be better public figure. I love this because I think that like they first of all this account loves Ana de Armas it's very clear it's not just like they're using it to make funny comments like they're actually also posting if you follow them it's not all that they're also just posting updates about her career which like I wouldn't have mm-hmm. known otherwise so to say mm-hmm. that this that Ana uh, Armas updates doesn't like Ana de Armas which I think a lot of Ana de Armas stands were saying they did not like this account they did. They thought it. They thought it was getting a lot of attention and getting a little bit of a big head about it, you know. And it's like, well, you don't have just because you stand someone doesn't mean you can. You don't get to see the, the flaws. They can have flaws. You can be critical of them. You can still love people. them and follow their career. You have high. You have high expectations for people you stand. Sometimes. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. And I love the last line. Wait, did you read? The, you didn't read the last line of the of the thing, which was... No, read it. Read it. The mission of this fan account is not to tear her down, but to celebrate and respect Golden Globe nominee and movie star, Ana de Armas. From now on, I will make sure to uphold that. I but, mean, yeah. I got a brief whiff when I tweeted my upset, being upset about Ana de Armas, Ana de Fun Police Armas updates disappearing. I got a brief whiff of the fandom not being, yay, yay, we we took them down. We, we, yeah, we got rid of them or whatever. And it's like that stand behavior is the blind, I think that blind admiration and just like visceral kind of get them, get them, get them. That's the issue with stand culture. There's no thoughtfulness behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. People flocked to this account and thought it was fun because they put a twist on it. They put their brain behind it a little bit, not just like kind of an aimless pounding of the stan, the st- the, their favorite, their favorite, their favorite. Like, that's why people like them so much, you know? Yeah. This next story is actually also pretty, f- not funny, but interesting. The thing about the the photo agency captions. Oh, yeah. Well, this was confusing. This was making all of the, the gossip blogs really confused. 
because the photo the photos were them like holding boxes and moving stuff so which like could have been interpreted suitcases which could have been interpreted interpreted in like any number of ways from like oh they're going on like a weekend vacation oh they're doing like x thing they're going to a hotel who knows but the photo captions from backgrid i think they're from backgrid specifically said that they were moving in together that this was oh the bin is helping anna get her stuff because she's moving in with him that's what the caption said in the official photo stuff so this confused blogs like celebrity and like vanity fair well, who knows like, who writes those here? they don't know maybe they they fully asked what is this for so that you could get the like the captions for the the thing you like, think that maybe, ben and like, anna said oh we're moving in together well i don't i don't know what happened but the point is like i don't it feels weird that they would editorialize in the caption if they didn't have some sort of information and so that's what the blogs are sort of confused by because it's more information than normal but remember this is what happened with the taylor swift thing whenever they f- i don't remember where they thought she but was remember in the taylor, swift, taylor swift in the suitcase she was like listed in the photo caption so it was like <laughs> it was like it could be nothing it could just mean we're tagging this as taylor swift because it's associated with taylor swift because we're going yeah, into her exactly. apartment with this box and when we mm-hmm. when you look up taylor swift we want you to be able to find this photo that's a little different than this which literally the caption reads Ben Affleck helps girlfriend Ana de Armas pick up the last of her things as she moves from Venice Beach into his L.A. home. That's very explicit as to what's happening when that has not been confirmed. Where are the moving trucks? Where are they getting the information? Like, I thought she was looking for, a, they were doing, weren't they looking at real estate for her separately or something that was written mm-hmm. about or whatever? That was like, months ago, yeah. Right. But, like, I'm looking at the Taylor Swift photos and it was Splash. Splash was another photo provider. But they were like, Taylor is Taylor Swift being transported in a huge suitcase from her Tribeca apartment and that was them editorializing in the photo caption which is rare for them but they were putting the pieces together they were like they keep seeing security around these things it stands to reason that Taylor Swift is inside this box it does not stand <laughs> to reason that Taylor Swift was in that inside that suitcase it just would have been an amazing story if she was inside that suitcase there's no way Taylor Swift was not there's, in that suitcase no, she, she was in the suitcase there's no Sorry. reason why she would need to be in the suitcase to go into her apartment. I I think that the reason for Taylor Swift to be in the suitcase is either that she was like feeling extremely vulnerable. So it's either like she was vulnerable and she didn't want to be around the paparazzi. She really needed a, a 100% effective way to not be photographed, which is to be put inside the suitcase. Or Taylor Swift, as famous people can sometimes be, they have, they're like, very strange they don't get to experience joy in the normal ways and i bet she was like this could be funny like just to like feel something different and fun like famous people are weird so she was like you know what would be fun is if you put me in the suitcase and move me to the thing like that let's see if we get written about let's see if we control them like that makes sense to me in a way (laughs) but i do believe she was in the suitcase okay but do you believe the anadarmas and ben affleck are moving in together no i read through all the I read through all the tabloids this week and there's, eh, it's a little boring, but that banana story was in there twice. Two of the tabloids had a banana, banana wives, um, Ben and Matt wives, wives are feuding story. Three of the four, again, okay, in style star and us. Three of the four had this story, which I'm obsessed with, which is that Cameron Diaz is purging all of her famous friends. (laughs) All three tabloids had the story, and I'm going to read the, I believe this is OK's version of events. In a recent interview, Cameron Diaz confessed that she felt at peace with her decision to ditch ditch the Hollywood scene in favor of motherhood. That's the Goop interview. We played a clip of that. Yeah, that's the video that that, she did. 
So that's how all of these tabloid stories work, right? They take a nugget of truth from a recently, like, widely circulated story and then extrapolate a lot of lies from it. And so... Which this one like, is so mean because if, if any of these people thought this was true, they'd be so sad. Yeah, I know. And her. it says... So they took that Goop interview and they said... They, they heard stories from sources and the sources say quote Cameron's very choosy and she can't be bothered with people she sees as superficial she's done playing that game and she doesn't care who's offended explains the source of why she cut ties with Demi Moore and Sandra Bullock quote if they don't get where she's former colleagues by the way former colleagues Demi Moore and Sandra Bullock if they don't get where she's at in life they're out on the other hand, the Charlie's Angel star, 47, has remained tight with more laid-back actresses like Drew Barrymore and Gwyneth Paltrow, who she just did the interview with. Quote, those two both encouraged her to have kids, even though she was well into her 40s, notes the source. She doesn't know what she The implication, I'm sorry, but like, I don't know them, but the implication <laughs> that Sandra Bullock, who also adopted kids or later in life, would not encourage Cameron Diaz to have kids later in life is crazy it's to me. so stupid. Because if they were friends at all, which again, there's no evidence that they actually stepped kept in touch or stayed friends or whatever what movie were sandra bullock and cameron diaz in together i don't even know i don't even know name one sandra whatever. bullock and cameron diaz yeah they're saying that Ooh. they're former colleagues so what movie were they in together or whatever wait actually i have no i'm sorry is the is them? the is it like they all work in an office building called hollywood like is that why they're calling them <laughs> colleagues like i'm assuming that they implying that they were in a movie together or something I don't think they've ever been in a movie together. Why she cut ties? So you're so they're saying former colleague Sam Tendra Bullock, like they all they work in an office building called Hollywood, you know, like and they're like called lady called ladies in Hollywood, right? So if so, but from what we know about it's the basement of Hollywood. There's no (laughs) way that she would cut that she would not encourage Cameron to to do that, and also Demi Moore, who also took a break from Hollywood, significant break, and then came back and wrote about it, would also encourage Cameron Diaz to take a break from Hollywood or step away completely. This is silly. Everything you found to complain about in this little blurb is fully spot on, but I have some major problems with calling Gwyneth Paltrow a laid-back actress. Okay, well, (laughs) first of all, that's just... Laid-back actresses like Drew Barrymore and Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm sorry, to call Gwyneth Paltrow more laid-back than Sandra Bullock, it just feels like the biggest lie I've ever... Demi Moore... I also would argue that Drew Barrymore is not laid-back either from recent... Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Wait, I'm sorry. In this version of Cameron Diaz ditching her friends, she's ditched Demi and Chelsea. And Chelsea Handler. And Chelsea Chelsea Handler in this version. And Leslie Mann. And Leslie Mann. Wait, she ditched Jennifer Aniston, Leslie Mann, Chelsea Handler, Demi Moore. Even Sandra Bullock is feeling the chill. I'm sorry. What is this? The the expansion of the the names on this list is really funny. These are Mm -hmm. her friends. As if these were her friends. And once again, it says her only friends are not her only friends, but the only friends that it calls out are Gwyneth Paltrow and Drew Barrymore. That's it. Yeah. Well, That's it. I mean, everyone knows that her and Drew, Mary, Drew Barrymore are BFF. I'm just saying there's so many interesting stories going on, like also with like Meg and like Tory Lanez and all this stuff. And we have a fake Taylor Swift, Joe Alwyn story. Like these back, it's like all the tabloids. It's like all white people, all old stories. You know, it's just like work. <laughs> uh, like, old stories Do too, like yeah. one Google. We always say this about ourselves, but like do a little bit of work. There are, there are compelling and interesting stories with real information that are not even making the cover of these tabloids. You know? Like, honestly, like, say that Brandy and Monica are fighting again. Come on. Like, like, I know they're not, but you're lying anyway. I know. (laughs) You're lying anyway. Like, I just, I, I, yes, I understand why the Brad Angelina Jolie story is on us. I understand why that's something that we're talking about. I understand Miley Cyrus because she just broke up and she has a song out on In Touch. But I truly, truly don't understand the Taylor Swift, Joe Alwyn 
fan fiction of life and style and I don't understand the saving our family on star the Chip and Joanna plotline on star terrible and then the last one was Bindi Irwin fake OK Magazine twins like terrible terrible no one is less interesting than Joe Allen no one and yet somehow he gets on the cover all the time but back to Cameron Diaz for just a second because I have a quick game for you quick little game because if you'll remember, we were talking about the fact that Cameron Diaz becomes best friends with everyone she co-stars in movies with as the tabloids are trying to tell us this week, um, which is a strange little piece of uniformity. But I made a quick game about like people Cameron Diaz has been in movies with. It's mostly just to explore some lesser seen Cameron Diaz uh, vehicles from early in her career because I didn't know about a lot of them or I didn't know the details about a lot of them. It's a game about her many co-stars slash best friends. I'm going to read about a hooey or like low tier them movie Cameron has starred in and ask which actor in a list of actors she did not become best friends with. Okay, <laughs> What's the game okay. called? It's like Cameron Diaz's best friends Cameron and Diaz, colleagues. Who's, <laughs> in 1995, Cameron Diaz followed up her first movie, The Mask, with a movie called The Last Supper, which is about, quote, five liberal graduate school students who invite a string of extreme conservatives to dinner in order to murder Uh-oh. them. Oh! Have you heard of this? No, <laughs> no yeah. but bye! Weird. Okay, so... <laughs> Which of these actors is not in The Last Supper, a.k.a. who is Cameron, who is not Cameron Diaz's best friend? Sandra O, oh, Courtney B. Vance, Bill Paxton, or Jason Alexander? Bill Paxton's not in it. I'm sorry, you got it wrong. Sandra O oh is not in it. Oh. Bill Paxton is in it. I was so okay. close. <laughs> in 1996's Feeling Minnesota, Cameron Diaz plays a woman who's in love with a man named Jax, spelled with two J's, J-J-A-K-S, <laughs> Played by Keanu Reeves. Oh, a co-worker and a best friend. She's in love with him, even though she happens to be married to his brother, who is more or less like an evil guy. I haven't seen it. I had to base it off a synopsis. Which of these actors is not in Feeling Minnesota, a.k.a. who was not Cameron Diaz's best friend? Vincent D'Onofrio, Delroy Lindo, Courtney Love, or Vince Vaughn? 1996. The first one. No, 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 I'm sorry. Vince Vaughn is not Cameron Diaz's best friend. Damn okay. it. The rest are... Courtney Love is in that movie with Cameron Diaz. Yeah, it's her best friend. Okay. Uh, she's broke... She's cut all ties with Courtney Love ever since, you know... Yeah, Courtney definitely... <laughs> starting wine. Courtney definitely didn't approve of whatever nonsense Cameron <laughs> yeah. Diaz is doing. Okay. In 1997, Cameron Diaz starred in A Life Less Ordinary, which was Danny Boyle's highly anticipated follow-up to Train Spotting. that was sort of a flop. She played a woman named Celine Neville whom angels from heaven want to set up with Ewan McGregor because God thinks too many people are getting divorced. And no, I'm not making that up. That's what the movie is about. (laughs) Who is not her best friend? Dan Dan Hedaya, Michael K. Williams, Timothy Oliphant, or Delroy Lindo? Uh, Michael K. Williams is not in this. Michael K. Williams is not her best friend. Oh, my God. Uh. Delroy Lindo is just in two of her movies, like back to back. Um, (laughs) Delroy Lindo used to be in everything. Also in 1986, busy year for Cameron Diaz, she starred in She's the One, a dumb rom-com with a great original song by Tom Petty, written and directed by Ed Burns, who also stars in it as a taxi driver. I was just talking about movies that are, that quote, (laughs) feel like Ed Burns because I watched Prime (laughs) and I was like, this movie feels like Ed Burns. It's, he's not in it, nor does he have anything to do with it, but it feels very Ed Burns-y. Remember when he had a run where he just made all the same movie a thousand times? What's his name? Brian Greenberg is like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the movie feels very like Streets of New York. Ed Burns like, I'm Irish cat, like I'm a working class guy like i'm just trying to fall in love with a nice lady my parents (laughs) ed burns on a sidewalk yelling up to a brownstone is like half of the movies that came out that year like around (laughs) that time yeah okay she's the one god uh like ed burns is like peak 
uh, I'm a really good looking guy from a middle class yes, white family. Yes, like, why yes. isn't my life better? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. She's the one. Um, she's the one. Yes. Okay. Who is not her best friend? And she's the one. Amanda Pete, Leslie Mann, Gretchen Mole, or Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston is in that movie. I remember. Amanda Pete. I'm sorry, you were right. Gretchen Mole was in every movie that that time period, but not in She's no. the One. Um, okay. Um, great trick. Great trick. Cameron Diaz has a small role as, quote, a neurotic gold digger in the 1997 thriller Keys to Tulsa. Oh, my God. What are Please all these movies line. that I know. Cameron Diaz Please. No wonder she quit Hollywood. <laughs> Please listen to this line from the synopsis. Okay, I'm quoting now. Richter is from a privileged background in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and works as a movie reviewer at a local newspaper only because his sour widowed mother, Cynthia, pulled strings for him to land the job. He is dissatisfied with the direction that his life has taken. He is about to be fired any day from his job because he can't meet deadlines. He lives in a dilapidated farmhouse. He uses and sells drugs behind the scenes for extra cash and is so irresponsible with his life and finances in which he has gotten so far behind in his bills that his electricity (laughs) has just been cut off, which ruins a blind date he has in the opening scene with a neurotic gold digger named Trudy. She's Trudy. Yes. Who is not her best friend in this movie, Keys to Tulsa? Eric Stoltz, Mary Tyler Moore, Deborah Kara <laughs> Unger, or Samantha Mathis? <laughs> Samantha Mathis. You're right. She's not her best friend. Yes. The other people are in it. Okay. Okay. In 2000, Cameron Diaz was part of the huge ensemble cast of Things You Can Tell Just By Looking at Her, which was a movie about the varied lives and struggles of women, written and directed by a man. She played a, quote, <laughs> lovely blind woman with an active social life. Who was not her? A lovely blind woman with an active social life. Who was not her best friend in Things You Can Tell Just By Looking at Her? Glenn Close, Salma Hayek, Callista Flockhart, or Holly Hunter? Who is the last one? Salma Hayek. Not in it. Is not in it. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that Cameron Diaz starred in a 2001 drama called The Invisible Circus? No. <laughs> Did you know that it's based on that Jennifer Egan novel? No. Did you know that it made $77,000 at the box office? <laughs> no, okay. it did? It did. $77,000. Nice. Who wasn't her best friend? Blythe Danner, Jordana Brewster, Robin Tunney, what? or Camilla Bell? What year was this? 2001. Camilla Bell. No, I'm sorry. She was her best friend. She played young Jordana Brewster no! in this movie. Uh, Robin Tunney is not in this movie. Robin Tunney is not in this movie. Okay. In 2009, Cameron Diaz starred in an adaptation of Jodie Picoult's My Sister's Keeper, which was actually a pretty huge hit. It was directed by one of the Cassavetes kids, Nick. Cameron won the 2009 American Latino Media Arts Award for oh Outstanding God. Actress in a Motion Picture. Good for her. But who is not her best friend in it? Alec Baldwin. Joan Cusack, Abigail Breslin, or Dakota Fanning? Breslin? Oh, I'm sorry. She is in it. She is in it. Dakota Fanning is not her best friend. <laughs> Here's the fun fact. This is ending with a bang. This is from the Wikipedia. Upon the original creation of the film adaptation, sisters Dakota and Elle Fanning were cast to play Kate and Anna, respectively. However, when Dakota heard that she would be required to shave her head for the role, she dropped out of the film <laughs> and then did, and that as did Elle. The two sisters were replaced with Abigail Breslin and Anna who, Fitzgerald. Who was like, I'll shave no, my head. No, Abigail Breslin and Sophia Vesaliva. Wow. Yes. Abigail Breslin was fine shaving her head. Wow. Fine. That's how much the Fannings had faith they'd make it, was they didn't want to shave their head for this role i love the sister solidarity there too anyway that's my dumb game it's just like Cameron diaz has been in a lot of movies that i have not seen now i understand <laughs> how many friends she has and co- and former colleagues and also how why she quit hollywood because it's just too many movies too many I movies know. now we can pl- now we can do rita what was she wearing where was she seen 
She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Tiger print thong bikini as she relaxed with friends aboard her luxury yacht during a 17,000 pound a night Corfu holiday. That's one thing she did. Rita got the weird thing that Rita gets, which is she got press for the thing that she was doing, which means she got it for free, in my guess. like, What do you mean? We got a Daily Mail article that's just inside Rita Ora's 17,000 pound a night like villa in Corfu. Oh, yeah. Which means to me, it has its own 78-foot private yacht, which means to me that Rita got it for free because like, then they were able to sell this story hey like promote this and then you can mention rita after it which like makes yeah. total sense to me so but that's how you it's can like, tell it's like rita or is not paying seventeen thousand pounds a night for this villa and yacht yeah i remember when the celebrities were doing that sort of like in mass like for verbo or whatever and they were all staying at fancy houses and right. talking about it on their instagrams it yeah, was for ver- but it was for verbo is. so yeah this one yeah. is just clearly she got to stay here and she i think she's still there or something and that's and that's yeah and that's the press that she she got for them. The for funniest herself. thing Rita's up to this week is the photo that Vera Ora posted of Rita like dancing on a yacht and it says and Vera captioned it me after covid is over hope for the future and it's like Not to be rude but that's Rita during the covid. During covid. <laughs> Vera, your daughter is just has never stopped being like this. Yeah, like Do you it's not just, realize how like, It's just kind funny of dark to me is? that Vera's like, "Oh, me after." It's like, "No, that's actually Rita during." You know, like it's not like a from before a picture it's a from currently picture so maybe go talk to your daughter and be like not now you know not now it's really it's really her during it's been her the whole time it's actually her during yeah she got new nails and she's been listening to christina million which Same. i liked it was cute that she was listening to christina million not new nails but i can relate on the christina million i have not forgotten the song am to pm as rita says never forget i haven't forgotten it so no is that all she's up to this week thank you for listening to another episode of who weekly we'll be back on friday with an episode of who's there call in at 619 who them to leave questions comments and concerns we might play your calls on one of those episodes um support us on patreon.com slash who weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes uh you can buy our hats um on our website, oh yeah who our us. hats are back for sale the green ones the green i don't know hats are back in stock you can check those out and our patreon's fun because we're doing uh, we're talking about The Sopranos. We talked about Real House of Potomac. We're doing... Uh, we played a game about Kirsten Dunst. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know, it's all... Who knows what you're going to get in any of these episodes. It's always fun. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on Friday. Bye, everyone. Have Bye. a good week. Bye. We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas.
Well, I have a good reason too because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots, huge. On the line dancing huge floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to Mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. (laughs) No pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west.